Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into whatever week's episode this not is, to, not to cut we want to, of course, give a thanks. Not to cut you off, but not too many people are tuning in there. No, they're leaving. not. Well, well, there's a tent. It we might gotta, be blocking them. Gotta... The tent might be blocking them. Here's the deal. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue. Smokin' underscore J-A-Y-S B-B-Q. Amazing. They do great food. Your mic's not on. I don't it's know what's going I on there. It was. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it is. There what it is, dude. That pitch I was supposed to get from Smoking Jay. No, I don't know. Shark Tank. What? Uh, thanks to the merger between IWTV and Smart Mart Video, of course. Watching AIW has never been easier. You can watch it on smartmartvideo.com. Buy DVDs, MP4s, all that great stuff. Or you can uh, also subscribe to IWTV. Use the code ABSOLUTE, $9.99 a month. Watch not just AIW, but all sorts of other independent wrestling promotions. And thank you to Royal Docks Brewing for the Backyard Crusher, an amazing beer. Uh, this is a live episode. We are sitting live at Great Lakes WrestleFest, part of Great Lakes Geek Fest. Uh, I, we're joined by, well, the Duke's currently right here. He just figured out himself. Golden Boot. cleared out. Hoss Vision Champion. Yeah, because they knew you were beyond. It's like and leaving a concert. Look at the traffic. Yeah, fucking out of here, man. And then uh, AIW owner John Thorne is here. My name is Steve Guy, your Fonzie's moderator of here. sorts. Fonzie will be joining us. Fonzie, just. Oh, good Lord. Well, you can hear the whistle. Fonzie, just pull up to the other Get microphone. Get this over here, Fonzie, right here. We're not even going to dip into the shout out segment. Who gives a shit? He'd, uh, we're just. Hey, Fonzie. Having a great time. Where'd you get that bow tie at? Where'd you wear that? I wore this in the Flair Fujinami at the Tokyo Dome in 1991. Uh, Hell yeah. 1990. How many right, so people were there? 30. 65,000 people sell out. So 31 years ago. Similar to today then. Yeah. 31 years ago, Fonzie wore this bow tie that he wore for the main event tonight. He wore it in the Tokyo Dome for 65,000 people. And unbelievably, he wore it tonight for... um, Already? We're already going to questions from the crowd? Wow. 65 plus 100 people. The, oh, Joe Sposto joining right, us right, right now. Joe Sposto. And again, Mr. Alfonso, there's been a burning question of mine. And this is like the dumbest question Formerly in the world, LLC. but I have to ask. Follow me. Watch. Listen to At Odds Wrestling, everyone. Didn't you already have a podcast? Yeah, shh, be quiet. Oh, 1994, you were still with WWF, yes? Correct. Okay. A bunch of TV tapings. You started doing a thing with a man, as a manager with the Barrio Brothers. The Barrio Brothers? Fidel Sierra and Ricky Santana. Yes, okay. Wh- how did that come about? Why did that never take off? Like, how did that all come about? Like, did you pitch that? that? Did I, they pitch I that to you? It, I pitched it, and uh, Vince didn't buy it. You know, he didn't like it. It wasn't the right time, so they, you know, they overlooked it. But uh, they ended up going to Puerto Rico. We were having a big run, those two guys. Right, and I was shocked. I was at a TV taping, like, after King of the Ring. Yeah. And you were just on TV as a referee, and then you come out as a manager. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And you know, Vince. Yeah, listen, it, it was crazy. But I wanted to know, like, why it never took off and who pitched it, it and everything else. It wasn't the right time. I pitched it to the writers and Vince and everybody. They just they take, took a look at us, and it, it wasn't their style ah, for that particular of, moment. You know? Son of a bitch. Yeah. But, hey, listen, if that happened and took off, then ECW stuff wouldn't have happened. Exactly. There you go. It's all silver lining stuff. Thank you again all the time coming out to AIW shows. You're the best.
Hell yeah. Fozzie, Fozzie, let me ask you a question. Well, Fo- this Please go back. Big, big pop for they Joe. They want Joe Sposo to come back. Yeah, because they, they, hey. want, they want more nerdy statistic questions. Yeah, they do. Fonzie, 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 that was your, Fonzie, that was your cousin, though, right? Fonzie. Yes. That was your cousin? That, exactly, yeah, yeah. Dave. Dave, the Cuban, Cuban assassin, Dave Sierra. Fonzie, let he's me... bring him up and let him do something. He's, 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 try, he's tried to get on a couple times. Let me, let me ask you a question here, Fonzie, because people think that... Again, folks, this is going to be a re- very weird and random uh, podcast episode of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Oh, Wes has got to get the oh, kind of Wes has got to shake hands here. He says, fuck the Duke is what he just said. I think I'll... better say that. Uh, so, Fonzie... It seems odd to people that a referee or manager would make pitches in WWF or in WWE. 1994, right? At any point in time. How many do you, like, off the top of your head, how many pitches do you think that you made during the course of time that you were there? Did it, like, and, and well, did I'd any been of them happen? for a long time, and I, they kind of respected that, so they would listen. If I had something to say, they would listen, and I went right up to Vince. I didn't talk to anybody else. I went right up to Vince and said, Vince, what do you think? He said, let me see it, you know? And, and that's why you did the dark matches? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Is there is there a pitch that you can remember in your head that, like, all right, I threw this out there, and then it worked out, and, like, this, oh, this is my it's, pitch? It's all in the timing, the right place at the right time, yeah. saying the right word, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all in timing. All right. What you, well, I got a more modern question, Fonzie. What did you think about today? This this tournament that you came up with several years ago. Yeah. You you, you were the one that pitched this to me a while ago. Speaking of pitches, yeah. And uh, what did you think of how it turned out today here? I thought it was great. I thought everybody that was involved in the ring did a spectacular job for me. And... Uh, and I'm very flattered by the company letting me do something like this and having me honored in the Bill Alfonso tournament. Very cool, Daddy. And uh, I thought it was a good turnout. The people liked it. They enjoyed it. And uh, it was just a good day all around. Yeah, I mean, not to go too far be- you know, behind the curtain, so to speak, but you pitched this to me several years ago. Yeah. And you said you, know, you were having such a great time at AIW that it, it, you, know, you said, one day I'm not going to be around. But if I want somebody to honor me and remember me, you told me personally you want AIW to carry on your legacy and make sure you're never forgotten. And that's what this is all about today. And thank you for that. I, I like this company because it reminds me of a young ECW. Now you guys are off your feet running shows, selling out at the Odeum, doing great shows and entertaining people around uh, Ohio. And I really enjoyed up here. Everybody's on the same team. Everybody's so cool. Everybody busts their ass in AIW. So I'm proud and honored to be a part of it. So I was supposed to come in wait. for one show, and then you yeah, asked let, me. Yeah, let's let's talk. Let's was, talk about that. Wait, wait. Duke, we got Duke, a verbal contract, Duke. Daddy. Yeah. I want to well, renew that while well, I got you on go. air. I have a, I the Duke wants Daddy. to say something. I have a quick question. Who, since you're talking about you, Thorne saying you pitched this to him, you know, three four years ago. Who's more accessible and easier to pitch stuff to, Thorne or, or Vince? Vince. Right. <laughs> He's That's exactly true. right, That's by true. the way. Yeah, that He's is exactly true. right. He's hard to get his ear. <laughs> but when you do, you got it. No, that's that, that is one hundred percent contract, true. Daddy. Don't forget. Let's talk about that verbal contract. Verbal contract. Verbal right. contract. One year verbal contract with AIW. So, so Fonzie was supposed to. Co- uh, I probably told this story before, but you, yeah. you know, forgive me. I've been having a couple of beers. Uh, Just a couple. Yeah, about f- two at two at most. 
14, probably. Uh, I misspoke. So, so Fonzie, you know, we, we come up with this. Uh, it's uh, Absolution... 2019? 14. Oh, three years ago, yes, last yeah. week. For, Absolution yeah. 14. And, um, you know, Justice had pitched this thing where, you know, maybe Fonzie comes out with him as a special thing one time. And, you know, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. And then it was about a week before Absolution, and I started asking around, and I somehow got Fonzie's number, or I found him on Facebook. I don't remember exactly. And I called him, and I, you know, I give him this pitch. I say, I want you to come in, do this manager spot, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, what's the date? And I say the date, and he goes, that's this Friday, Daddy. And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, I don't know if this sounds legit. Like you thought, you thought it didn't sound legit, I and you were very, you were very <laughs> sketched out that somebody was calling you to book you with, on five days' notice. <laughs> and uh, you, were, you were like, you gave me the, you, you gave me the what I expect to be the the normal Fonzie pitch of the the big payday and the flight and the nice hotel and uh, all, all that stuff. And you, you didn't, I, I could tell by talking to you that you didn't think it was a legitimate offer. I knew it was legitimate when I got here, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but that but when we talked the first time, you were you were very standoffish, and uh, yep. I said I said I assure you I'm good for it. You know what I mean? And you said you gave me all this the you know I'm flying out of T Tampa and this and this and this and this. And I said okay, you gave me all your terms and I agreed to it. And then that day, I sent you your flight information, and I think you kind of realized it was a little bit le legitimate. But with five days' notice, I would expect a lot of people get some, especially you, you've dealt with a lot of fake offers throughout the years. Yeah, what, what were your thoughts here, Fonzie, when you first got that pitch? Unusual, but once I got the pitch and I got my flight information, I wasn't too hard on I wasn't a big superstar. I didn't demand certain things. I just say, you got to fly me first class. I'm a team player. And uh, once I got day, here, I realized still that. You, you weren't on the team yet. You know, that's what we're saying. Right. We're going, trying to go back a little bit. And but I'm talking in general. I've right. always been a team player. I've always been a company guy. So I want to work hard for the people I work for and with. Well, I guess that's a, that's the so, question. At what point, Fonzie, when you were here in Cleveland, whether it was Absolution or other, I, I mean, it definitely was Absolution because then we we bring you in for Wrestle Razor, with literally Raven, the same remember? month, within like a few weeks' notice. What was the moment, or like what happened, to make you decide and feel like? I'm a team player. This is the organization I want to be a part Thorne of. It was John offering me a spot here. You know, he said, Fonzie, we like you. We'd like to have you come in and work, work for us as much as we can bring you in. And uh, we did a verbal contract right there, and I've been here for three years. Was, yeah. And loving every minute of it. I'm thankful but, to be here entertaining you guys. But was it, was it, you, you know, you walked in and, and was it um, the environment? Was it the locker no, it room? Was, the was it the crowd? It reminded me, I don't want to compare you guys to ECW because you're your own style. Uh, but it was the environment. I walked in, everybody was a team player. I didn't recognize anybody. Like I walked in the ECW, May in 1995, I walked in there, Sandman, Taz, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer, all these guys. I didn't know who the fuck they were. I said, damn, what am I doing here? <laughs> Thor, but, did you, did you, you know, wear the duster? For the first time he came no, in, to, no, no, to no, no, fully, no. fully get it in Josh there. Josh Bishop did buy me a duster Paul E style, but I never yeah, wore it. He's got a Paul E style duster. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, after uh, John Thorne offered me a spot here and we agreed to certain terms, uh, I wanted to be a team player. I've seen the potential here for me, and I was right. I was right. 
here I am three years later plus, talking to you guys. Plus, I would assume as long as you're getting what you're supposed to get and every, you know everything is on the up and up, that helps too, I would think. Absolutely. And not to blow your spot up, Fonzie, not to blow your spot up, Fonzie, but Fonzie enjoyed it so much that after that first day, he actually reduced his price and said, I want to be here more once we talked about it. <laughs> You, I mean, we, we worked out this verbal contract. We won't reveal the terms, but he actually, he could have asked for the same amount of money every single booking that I offered him. And he said, well, you know what? I want to, I'm going to reduce my price and I'm going to work with you guys because I believe in this company. And, That's you know, there's true. a lot, of, there's a lot of people that will say that for another booking, but uh, Fonzie genuinely means it. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not getting, by no means, he's not getting rich off of any of these bookings at all. No kidding. Oh, sorry. The Duke is rich otherwise. Yeah. Fuck you, Duke. This but is Fonzie's question. I just wanted to point that out to Fonzie because he does have a lot of bookings. He does get a lot of offers, and he does not have to do every single AIW date as a priority, yet he does because I think he really does believe in not only, you know, working with Matthew Justice, but Fonzie, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you really believe in the young talent that's here. I see a lot of young superstars here. I can't believe Josh and, and, and West and, you know, all these young guys that are come a long way since I've been here, man. They're two different characters. I mean, they're great. I mean, the whole roster, the whole team is uh, very cool. From the students to the ring guys, everybody's on the same team. I like that. I like the karma here. Me, I, be I, I believe in the company. I just want to toss something out there real quick. Fonzie, I don't, do you listen to our podcast at all? Of course I listen to it. Okay. Well, we, we talk about something, Thorne and I, called the Fonzie Effect. And since you have been here for the last three years, and, you know, obviously pandemic and everything involved, but we have been able to uh, book certain people or when we've booked certain people, you, and unbeknownst to them, right. you being here has been like, we've heard questions, we've heard people tell us like, oh, they're going to be terrible for you to book. And then they show up. Raven is my best example. People are like, uh, I don't know about Raven. And we're at WrestleRager literally three weeks after the first time we booked you. And you, me and, Thorne, you me and Thorne are sitting out talk, doing a podcast. Raven walks in. He's like, let me get in on this podcast. And you oh. guys told the story about Sandman OD yeah, and all this stuff. <laughs> that was a great it was a, story. It was True. amazing. So, you know, what, is, what does that mean to you when we sit here and talk about, oh, this is the Fonzie effect. It helps us. But it, it like it, it it helps us, so that's gonna make you feel good because you're yeah, lost. But also good. like it's good to be tagged like that, man. But what's it mean to you? Like there's gotta be a point of pride that everybody holds you in such a, a high regard. I'm a straight shooter, just like AIW, just like John Thorne, just like you, just like uh, my man right here. Um, is it's very easy to be cool, and assholes don't last long in the business. If you're an asshole, you really don't last long. Uh, and I'm generally well-liked in the business. I've been around a long time. This is my 42nd year on the road. Oh, yeah. I'll be you 65 years old August 11th. My, I, well, that's, that's, the, the, well, that's funny. Hold on, because speaking of that, that's what happened him, when we were at uh, in Akron when we did 200, yeah. and we had DiBiase. I was going to say this. DiBiase story, was yeah. in, and as everybody knows, the gimmick is always whoever we bring in, whatever legend we bring in, usually ends up doing something with me at some point and you know whatever it is it is well whatever and i always show my ass because that's my job so Thanks, whatever Duke. um so uh 
we were like, well, is Ted Ted going to want to do anything? And Thorn Thorn doesn't usually I don't pu- drive I don't, that I don't, bus. He I don't doesn't push. push. He doesn't push. You know, and so it's like, well, I really, and, I really wanted to do something with and you And he guys. was adamant, I am not yeah. doing anything on the yeah. show. Yeah, and then, so then, I get there, and I'm like, so what are we doing? And Thorne's like, I don't know, Fonzie's talking to him, let's see what and, happens. And a little behind the curtain is, Ted, we worked out a deal, and he said, I absolutely will not do anything physical in the ring. And Fonzie, you got there, and you said, oh, hey, Daddy, I know him from, you know, Florida and all that, you know. <laughs> Watson, you started naming all this stuff, and you're like, let me see how he's feeling a little bit, you know? And you start loosening him up a little bit, and you say, hey, when's the last time you took a bump, Ted, you know? And you start, you know, kind of juicing him up a little bit to where he didn't know us from anything. He was just coming in for a payday. And by the time you got done with him, which is what the Duke is going to say here, by the time you got done with him, not only was he appearing on the show, he was doing a spot with Duke where he was going to take a bump and put him in the Million Dollar Dream. Yeah, he's, and like, like, he's like, he goes, because it was like, well, what's going to happen? And so I go up to him, and, I, and you're like, I think, some, I forget who said it. He's like, yeah, Ted's down to do something. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I was going to do the whole promo with the money and everything else, and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, all right. He goes, well, and then we'll do this, and I'll put you in the dream. And if I feel like taking a bump, I will. And I'm like, all right, dude, whatever, whatever you want to do, you know. I mean, and so he, he, we get out there, and he hooks, he hooks me in the dream. He's like, he's got me, and he's like, all right, you ready? I'm like, yeah, hell let's yeah, go. yeah. And he just fucking throws me back and bumps, and I was just like, holy shit. That's but, very cool that yeah. I can do stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm well liked by the boys. I've been around. You know, uh, uh, all these different eras from Eddie Graham to Dusty to the Million Dollar Man to Jake the Snake. I was there at the beginning of all their career. So, um, good thing I'm not an asshole. And that's what we and that's what we say is the Fonzie effect, right? Is you know we can we can bring in a legend and they may. You know, I, I get it. You know, they don't know me from anybody. They 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 do their Friday or Saturday booking every single week. They don't really care. But when they come and they see you, they get a little bit more loose. You know what I mean? You kind of, even though we don't ask you to, you and go. That, that last match. Uh, uh, um, Doug? Yes, he was hesitant to take that finish. And I said, hey, it's the kid's finish. And bam, bam, bam. Can you mind? It's okay. We'll take Fonzie. care of you. And even he ended today. up doing it being, you know. Yes. And, and, and that's the Fonzie effect. And that's what we talk about is you start loosening them up and. You know, you talk about the old days, and they remember you, and they start feeling a certain I way. I put him over, and he deserves to be put over. He throws a hell of a punch, and I said that. I said, you make you come back, throw that punch in, and we'll all take bumps and stuff, and he went for the finish, and he loved it. Hell yeah. And we took care of him. I think Fonzie, as like a young wrestler, I would say Fonzie in the last three years is the biggest asset in the locker room because he's been around for fucking 40 years, so, and he watches every match on the show, so he's trying to help everybody out. That is the coolest part about Fonzie being around is that he doesn't have to watch every fucking match, but he still does, and he gives every young kid feedback, and he watches everyone. He invites, hey, I like this, this, maybe do this instead, okay? Like, you'll say, even for last week, we had that barbed wire match, and you're just talking, okay, well, you were helping us out when we're putting it together. You're like, okay, well, Terry Funk did this, and this fucked him up, but don't do this because Sabu fucked his body up that way. Do shit different way. And it really is like those small little things are the biggest... Uh, it's just like those little hits of knowledge that you have are like gems, and I don't even think you mean to give those gems off. 
but everything you do is just like such a gem. It's like, damn. And, Fuck, and, we are so lucky. We are honestly such spoiled a, right. as the young wrestlers to have someone like you Thanks, in the locker room. Thanks, guys. Really, and so it really does mean flattered to be up here. Yeah, he, helps, he helps all the young kids. He and especially shit with to me, all the, like, like with this roster as young, it's homegrown. It's, yeah. you know what I mean. We've made virtually almost everybody on this roster from scratch, and. You know, Cleveland wasn't the hottest wrestling territory throughout the territory days, you know what I mean? So there's not a lot of big veterans around here to give this feedback. But for you to come in and, you know, give these young kids this feedback is invaluable. And, yep. you know, this day is about you today. And that's what we wanted to make this, yeah. you know. Thanks, and also, Daddy. Real, Thank you. Fonzie, sorry, real quick, real quick, because we are recording this and people will listen to it. They have no idea who's talking. But that was Josh Bishop. Joshua Bishop, who's been in a fucking rivalry for the last three years with Fonzie, was saying that. And then backing him up in the crowd is another person that Josh Bishop's been in a rivalry with is Philly Collins uh, at one half of PME. Uh, so he, he also. Philly, come on all down part here. You of can that. put your two cents in here. And uh, all. Also, a little fun. Hold on, I got a funny little gem. Last week we went out to the uh, Royal Docks, and, or not? Where the fuck did we go last week? Upper, upper deck. Upper deck. Sorry, sorry. Spot, yeah, we went out to the upper deck, and that's like kind of my hometown bar or whatever the fuck. And uh, I'm in this one group chat of like these dudes have been in the same chat since I was like 16. We all played the cross together, and this one dude texting our group chat. He like added me. He said, Josh, are you at the upper deck right now? Because I swear to God, Bill fucking Alfonso is here. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why the fuck he would be here unless you're here. But I swear to God, I saw Bill Alfonso walking around. Am I allowed to talk to him? <laughs> and I, yeah, and did, I said, go ahead and talk to him. And then he texted yeah, me Daddy? after. Yeah, and I said after. Because my friend's a huge uh, ECW fan. He's kind of like a lapsed fan of wrestling at this point, but he'll come to like some AEW shows and shit. And he said that even just talking to you at the upper deck was like so unreal cool because you could not have been cooler to him. So I just wanted to say thank you for that because my friend was fucking losing his mind. Well, you were over in that. You were over that night, brother. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I, was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty over at the deck. Over yeah. every night at the bar. I'm, yeah, well. <laughs> hey, wh what? What's the matter? What's the matter, dude? Uh, Philly comes on the. No, I'm saying, look at that. Oh, guy. that fucking guy. Yeah. I mean, look at him. Look at the physical. He is the fucking champ. I mean, turn, daddy. What what can you say more about Joshua Bishop that hasn't been said about you know maybe a barn or something? Yeah, oh yeah, you're lucky, buddy. It wasn't oh. you in the ring. It's like it's like, it's like Marino about. Hey, what happened to Fonzie, bro? Marino had you, bro. It's like before we're having a good time here, but he's you an angle though. But ever since Fonzie's been in the locker room, it has been a total difference. Everybody has noticed, and you helped so many people from me to new guys to referees to. Anybody, anybody that got any knowledge from you is now better that they got that knowledge from you. And I cannot say thank you more, but thank you, brother. I appreciate Thanks, it. It is very no. cool of you to say thank that. You. I listen to all you guys, and it means a lot coming from you guys that have been around for a while. Uh, really makes me feel good, man. Thanks. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he mentioned something. You know, he says, you know, you, you give everybody from the workers to the refs feedback. Yeah. And I got to ask. When is the last time you refereed, and what did it feel to be in there tonight refereeing the main event? I, I didn't go. know what to do, actually. You know, when the bell rang, I was getting ready to hop out and do my thing on the floor, you know, on the on the apron as a manager. And uh, then I got to say, oh, damn, I'm refereeing this match, man. It felt really cool to have this shirt on and to be a part of this thing. And, and uh, AIW let me referee the main event. It was really cool. I felt comfortable. I felt right at home 
Uh, just you know, uh, it's a natural thing for me. I did it twenty something years. You know, for the, for those of you at home, he's yeah. actually wearing a personalized, hey, specialized Bill Alfonso tournament ref shirt. You know, this is what I was gonna say. Let me let me say this about Fonzie, because he's he is wearing the Bill Alfonso Fonzie tournament polo right now. He's got the bow tie on, and he he got this shirt made for this event. But this is not a one off thing. When we brought Fonzie in for abs, uh, Absolution, and it was maybe a one-off, and then he has another thing at WrestleRager, this man was so invested in us as a company and believed in us and what we're doing as a company that he went out, and maybe this means bullshit to anybody else, but to us, it's a big deal. He goes out and gets a polo made, a brand new thing, similar to what he wears at ECW, Fonzie, manager of champions, AIW, and it says Matt Justice on it. He gets his own personalized polo made just to wear at AIW. Well, I asked Don Thorne, is there was anything particularly he wanted me to wear or any style? He said, no, be Fonzie. So that's me. Hell yeah. I mean, it's... That's true. You told like, me to be Fonzie. Not the, it you wouldn't know, be Fonzie if I didn't we, wear we my... We could talk about all Fonzie gave back, but... I think everybody wants some old Fonzie stories, right? We are alive with the millions of people that stuck around after this show. So, we've. Fonzie, wait, he can't. Thorn, just before we get into this, I know you've been drinking. I've been drinking. But. You've been drinking? Are you guys going to fight or make out or what? What's going on here? There are certain Fonzies. Coming through your window, brother. There are certain. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just put Joey Janela on Matt Justice's shoulders. We'll Bobby be fine. Beverly was allegedly. Uh, there are certain Fonzie stories that you and I know. Yeah, yeah. That he maybe we should have put out on the well, podcast. No, no, I'm not going to say anything. Right, 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 so I'm not saying anything. Okay, okay. And we may, yeah. we we may have sold these stories in the past. But yeah. That's why my favorite Fonzie stories involve Florida and alligators because <laughs> I got Fonzie's a good Roddy Piper story with alligators. alligators. Like Roddy Piper alligators. Literally, Fonzie will text me, and there'll be an alligator chasing him, and he's like, "Ah, look at this, Daddy." You know what I mean? <laughs> and I know you, you know you told a great. I don't know if you told it on the podcast, but even if you did, let's tell it again. Yeah. Your story of running the roads with Roddy Piper and what he, what he wanted to do with an alligator. Yeah, yeah. So. Um Piper was red hot. He was on TBS. Uh, 605 was red hot. And uh, we would bring in guys for the week. Like we'd bring in the world champion for the week. We would bring in Fabulous Mula for the week. Andre the Giant for the week. Uh, Piper for the week. Uh, and usually I would be uh, in charge of taking these guys around for the week. Monday night was West Palm. Tampa was Tuesday. Miami was Wednesday. Thursday was Jacksonville. Friday and Saturday was spot shows, and Sunday was Orlando. And that repeated itself week after week, month after month, year after year. We were working 350 days a year. It was freaking crazy. So Piper comes down, and we're going across Alligator Alley, and he's a Canadian. He's never seen a freaking alligator before, so his first time in Florida, he's riding with me. I got uh, um, Wally, uh, Frank Dusick in the car with me, Angelo Mosca's son. No, no, it was uh, uh, Frank Dusick, Kevin Sullivan, Fonzie, and Roddy Piper. So we're going to, down Alligator Alley, and there's a canal running parallel with the car, and Piper's seeing all these alligators. Can't believe it. He's going freaking nuts. He said, man, I can't believe all these gators. He said, if I had a gun, I would shoot one. 
and Wally, uh, Frank Dusick says, I got a gun. So we pulled over and he pulls out this 038 snub nosed gun and the alligator was across the, across the canal about 80 or 90 feet. And so Piper gets out, he's all excited and he takes aim and says, there's no way he's gonna hit this alligator. So a lucky sh uh, shot of the iron, you know, lucky shot. Uh, Piper takes aim, shoots, bam, he hits the alligator. Right Damn. between the eyes, right? He hits him in the neck. So oh. the alligator starts selling, and he crosses <laughs> the, the wall, the and he floats over. Because the alligator he, knows. He, the alligator understands selling. His, his, his stomach is showing. So Piper says, man, I'm going to swim across the canal and get him. He's dead. And Kevin Sullivan says, well, I'll go down here and make a splash and draw all the other alligators towards me while you swim across. So Piper's taking his clothes off. He's down to his underwear. He gets in the water, and he starts swimming across the canal. He gets halfway across the canal. The alligator was working. He flipped back <laughs> over and started heading towards Piper, Jason <laughs> Piper, and it looked like a cartoon. Piper going so fast in the water. Uh, it was gr a great story, and uh, you know, Piper was a good friend of mine. I'm sorry we Ooh, lost somebody. There, there's more to that. You, didn't uh, didn't the uh, highway patrol show up? Yeah. Well, seconds, <laughs> seconds, maybe minutes after we shot the alligator, which is totally illegal. Um, a state trooper pulled up. We got weed on us. We got this. We got that. We got guns. We got all kind of stuff. And uh, he said, hey, what are you guys doing? And, well, we just stopped the show the alligator. So we went, the guy, we gave him pictures and T-shirts and stuff, and he let us go. But he didn't know we shot an alligator. So we got by. We would They would have took Piper and gave him a big fine or some jail time. It's very illegal to shoot a gator. And there's another story, which uh, I know infamously of you in an alligator is, I believe you ran one over and you put it in your trunk. Come on. With Barry Windham. I had, no, I had Muda. Muda, Muda. It was Muda. Fabulous Muda. The great Muda. The great Muda with the green mist in the car. Did they give the green mist to the alligator? No. Then I had... Angelo Mosca's son was trying to break into business. And uh, another had somebody else. They were all foreigners. So we're cruising and we have a Cadillac. We rented Cadillacs from Avis, brand new, huge, big Cadillac. And I was driving, going through Alligator Alley, going about 80 or 90, 100 miles an hour. And there was an alligator in the middle of the road. And I hydroplane right over the gator. And we, I slammed our brakes in the course. The alligator is selling. I broke his jaw. We think he's dead. So nobody wanted to touch him. I wanted to put him in the trunk and take him home. You know, alligator hide and stuff. He's already dead. So uh, the Japanese kid, everybody's going, ooh, ah. You know, putting the gator over him. It was huge. He was so big that he wouldn't fit in the trunk. I had to fold him up like a donut to get him in the trunk of a Cadillac. This was in the early 80s. So we're driving home and we're talking about the gator and everybody's excited and all of a sudden the gator comes back to life. I just knocked him out. He starts pounding and splashing in the back seat, man. Those guys were I don't you know, I was, don't remember who where I saw that, but someone else told that story. There's like a article that gets shared a lot of like pro wrestling's craziest I, stories. Somebody I don't know if it was on a it was on a uh, in the mic. Thing or dark side in the mic. I, I don't know what it was, but I know in I saw it. In the mic, Duke. I know I saw it. 
I got some pretty cool stories because I've been around so long and seen a lot of cool stuff. You know, did you guys know I sucker punch Dusty? No, let's hear that one. All awesome. right, this is one more story that I'm gonna take a break. Uh, um, so we were, uh, like I said earlier, West Palm on Mondays, Tampa Tuesdays, Miami we were do Wednesdays. So I would usually ride with the referees and the underneath guys, and I would have to stay to the end. So we're in Miami Beach Convention Center, and Dusty says, who'd you ride with? I said, Scott McGee and Reggie Parks and uh, Denny Brown. He says, well, let them go. There's a spot on the airplane, and I'm, you know, I'm young in the business. I'm, they said, let them go, oh, that's, and you can fly home with us. I'll give you a ride home from the airport. So I was actually pretty cool. I said, damn, I'm riding with Dusty and Jack Briscoe and uh, I think Jerry Briscoe. There was... Uh, Jody Hamilton. So there was four of them in a spot for me in a little plane. So and I wasn't a drinker back then. I'm a young kid. Uh, so they were ribbing me. They were pouring shots and they were getting me drunk as hell. And I'm really not a big drinker. So they got me so drunk. Uh, we get off the plane and Dusty says, hey, see that uh, trash can, that plastic trash can over there? Mulligan kicked it and kicked it like 30 feet. See if you can kick it, how far you can kick it, Fonzie. So I said, okay, it's a challenge. So I run up and it's bolted to the ground. I didn't know that. So I go up with a big kick and bam, I kicked it and took a big bump. You know, they were laughing at me. And finally they put me in the car and Dusty's taking me home. But I'm so fucking drunk, I don't know where I live. Uh, so we got close to my house, and uh, Dusty was driving around my neighborhood for a half hour. My wife looked at the window and seen a red pickup truck parked outside trying to find the house, and I, I, I was so drunk, but it was his fault. So he says, Fonzie, if you don't tell me where your house is in two minutes, I'm kicking you out of the car. I'm going to drive up to the 7-Eleven and drop your ass off up there. So I didn't know where I lived. I was so drunk. It wasn't my fault. So Dusty says, that's it. So we go up to the 7-Eleven, he says, get out of my car. And for some reason, I don't know why, I, suck. I, I was in a passenger seat in the truck, and I gave him a right hook right to the face, bam. Uh, I didn't, you know. What did he do? He sold it for a second, <laughs> got my bag, threw it out the car, and told me to get out. And the police came and picked me up and took me home. And uh, they let me go because of Dusty and the story and so on. Didn't you fight another executive in WCW or something? No, that was Joey Styles knocking out, uh, what's No, I know that one, but didn't, I, I thought you got into something with uh, Crockett or somebody. I can't remember. I can't remember the incident, but probably. I've had, a, I, I've had like seven major concussions. In my age of the concussions, I'm, having, I'm starting to have trouble remembering things. Uh, short things. I can remember what happened 25 years ago, 30 years ago, but I can't remember what I fucking ate yesterday. So it's starting to cause a little bit of problems. There's a viral video of you from like 2005 whooping the, the shit out of a fucking indie promoter in yeah, Florida. Yeah, me with oh, a yeah. bad check. I remember that. Yeah, and you were and fucking, it, you went nuts on that, dude. It was the principal. The guy begged me to be on the show, and who gives checks? You know what I mean? This guy gave me, he begged me for months to be on the show, and finally I agreed to it, and I get there, and I do the show, and he pays me in a check, which is okay if it was good. So I take it to the bank, and I put it in, and they charge me because it was a bad check. Uh, so I called the guy 
25 times, 30 times. I haven't seen him for months. So I, you know, I wasn't going to let it go, but I, you know, you just let it go. It happens, I guess. So one of my boys called me up there at a pool hall bar and they said, hey, that promoter guy's here. I said, I'll be right there. <laughs> so I drive up and he's surprised and he was much bigger than me, but I had a lot of backup in the camera didn't show all my backup. But I told my backup, I said, if he beats, if he starts beating my ass, just pull him off me, but don't beat him up, let me do. So I demanded my, my money and he had no answer. He didn't have any money and he was sorry and all that. And I took, uh, took it to the limit. I shouldn't have done what I, did, what I did, but I slapped him around a little bit and I was glad. He deserved it because of what he did. Fuck yeah, Fonzie, fuck him up. And you don't Woo! run across promoters like that. 99%, almost 100% of the promoters I've worked with are legitimate cool. That's why I never stiffed you. I look forward to the day when you slap the shit out of Thorn. That's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. That's never happening. That's never happening. Me and Fonzie are, are tight. <laughs> Stiff him and find out. Hey, you know, I know we're gonna we're winding it up a little bit, but who is going to go check out the world's best burger around the corner? Oh, yeah, Daddy. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, I don't get out to Ashtabula often. Once a year. Can we talk about this? We we are in Ashtabula, Ohio. We don't know a lot about Jefferson or Ashtabula County. And if you listen to the podcast, the biggest thing is, like, the world's best burger has that's anybody tried the world's best burger yet here in the crowd? Pretty good, no. Daddy. That's a, that's Not a, a no. Hey, a I'm saying, wait, hey, Daddy, I'm going to wind this up. I appreciate you guys having chance. me on the podcast. Thank you so much. You guys uh, you close the show out without Fonzie's me. You guys done this a million times. Thank you so much, everybody. Fonzie's dipping out. Fonzie, everybody. Signing out, Daddy. Fonzie. 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 Now, All right, back, back, wait, back, wait, back wait. to the world's best burger. That's a bold statement. I mean, that is. All right, who we they're hanging that on a sign in front of the world. Right now, right now, I'm sitting here between Joshua Bishop and the Duke, and they have a lot of things deep. they can disagree upon. But the current Me and the Duke thing are boys. The, uh, the world's best burger, apparently. I'm Duke, just, I don't believe it. You don't believe it, Josh? Believe have you had it? Taking a sip. I'll be trying the night. Holy he's God. gonna be trying it tonight. Is what he's trying to say. I'll be trying the night. He's trying it tonight. Some people in the audience that have had. Some people have, in is the audience have had. Who has had the world's best, best burger? burger? Turns it? out nobody has had the is world's best burger. There's multiple people. Multiple. <laughs> multiple Turns people. Out now there nobody has had the world's best burger. Ronald Two Legs, who sits in on the podcast, Ronnie has had Deuces it. Ronnie said no. Ronnie Ronnie Deuces. Have you had Ronnie Deuces? Is it the world's best burger? Yeah yeah yeah. How about it? Yes, you can get in. Ronnie Deuces. Here, all right. I have not. I like that I'm not like, eaten in the burger, but somebody I know said they had it. But apparently, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that I don't think he had it. You no, raised your hand. Well, yeah, by proxy. He said, "Well, oh, I'm going there." No, he's, not, he's not allowed on his podcast because no, yeah, he's the, definitely uh, the creative definitely has nothing not for him. Yeah, creative uh, has nothing for him. The main, uh, the main, the main proponent of this podcast, not a fan. So look, we're talking about burgers. I just want to. I want somebody to answer my question. Is it in fact the world's best burger? It's pretty good. He's pretty good. He has said on multiple occasions that it's pretty good. 
pretty well, good. Listen, the world it's I'll all play. it's all interpretable. Like, let's let's. What do you think, dude? You let's ever, go live. Well, uh, I'm just saying. If you ever been to Johnny's good. Little Bar? Johnny's Little Bar no, in downtown Cleveland? Yeah. Fantastic. Steve guys throwing out Johnny's plugs bar. That's my places favorite. that aren't paying us. Best burger in Cleveland. That's my favorite one. Shout out to Johnny's oh. Little Burger. Hey, I don't. I'm sorry, Ronald Two Legs. This is Pod Van Dam, but fucking nobody is paying it for us. So. All right, I, 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 hey, have, I have a feeling this is going to devolve into yeah, some sort right. of Who we burying? <laughs> Let's throw some names out. Who we oh, burying? Josh Bishop. Who we burying? Who we burying? That's the best part of shooters. Come well, on. Who we burying? How do you feel about the blue stripe in the FBI? Who we burying? Moving on. Moving Steve on. Payne, you want to call Steve Payne? You, is you have C Payne's number? Yeah, of course. You have C Payne's number? I have a lot of Let's call C Payne's number. Let's call C Payne right now. Did you guys know that? Well, Duke says let's not. Did you guys know that Star Boy Charlie is actually uh, the former fidget spinner boy? Really? A former prodigy of one Steve Payne. Wait, while Thorne's not here in Josh. Oh, you're you're on to you're on the mic. Control. We can let me, call Swoggle, no, but we can do someone else's phone. No, I'm let me <laughs> let me throw a behind the scenes thing out here because obviously fans know that there are a lot of wrestlers that have masks. They have a lot of like hidden things. They have obviously worker business. names. Not me. <laughs> Real Joshua name. Joshua Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. How do you how do you feel when when somebody comes in here like tonight? We and had I see Ultra, someone with their fucking mask. We had Ultramans black. Listen, we had Ultramans black here tonight. More than when I see somebody without their fucking mask in the locker room. Because I don't go in the fucking locker room until someone comes out and tells me they have their hood on. And then when I go back there and I see these fuckers with their mask off, like Psycho Clown wants to take his mask off in front of me. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I want, <laughs> I want the mystique still. Or I learn someone's real name. Oh. Disgusting to me. <laughs> Not a fan of the real names. Shoot no, names. No, I don't want to know your real name. I want to know about your wrestler name. My real name is Josh Bishop. <laughs> and everyone knows that. That's why he's got the Bishop Brigade? Yeah. That's why exactly. Kim, Kim Bishop fucking exactly. hates the shout out segment because it goes too long. What? Mark Bishop? Will Bishop? What? What? Now, what's Abby funny Bishop, is. What? Duke, Duke, you've been around for Duke's a long time. Duke's real name. Is Duke. The Duke. He's the Duke. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's not my legal name, but I've been called it since before I was born. So, yes, my name is Duke. <laughs> that counts, right? How do you, how do you feel about... I think that's uh, a lie. Duke, how do you feel about shoot names and masks and all these things? I like the magic of I mean, wrestling wait, still be kept your... alive. Josh. <laughs> I <laughs> love fucking... The He's just answering anyway. What's the Duke answer the here? Mask, the mask thing is a little disconcerting because... And I go back to the perfect example, and <laughs> I, I don't know... I. Don't think this is a bad thing to say, but when when we brought in Pentagon, oh yeah, Pentagon, yeah, he did not have. His, yeah, well, where does brother go? His hood on. Oh no, he, he looked. He looked. Pentagon, yeah. Pentagon, without his makeup and mask, looks like he just left Menudo. <laughs> and Wait, you've been around for a long time, but yes, I have. And, 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 and not, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm talking on that point a lot here. But not to stereotype, but the luchadors, the luchadors, typically very handsome. Are they not? Some of them. I mean, some of them, yeah. But Josh had a tag out, so no, I'm. I mean, you look at you look at Pentagon with the with all you know the scary makeup and the hood and everything else. He's like, wow, that's pretty freaky. And then you see him, and he's like, I I can't think of a better example than he looks like he just left Menudo. I mean, it was it was just weird. It kind of like. 
killed the whole mystique for me. Do we get do we get a hand count of how many people know Menudo in here right now? Dude, I know Menudo. Yeah, there's hey. enough. There's hey. enough. Uh, right. For everybody listening at home there. or here, Menudo. I can't think, of what, I can't think of what they look like. As I know the name, but I can't think of what they look like. Ronald Two Legs. Yeah. You want to know the biggest name to come? Yes, that was my thing. The okay. biggest name, also Ronald Two Legs, back in tagging in the podcast. Uh, the biggest name out of Menudo. Ricky Martin, dude. Yeah. Oh. Ricky Martin was a part of Menudo. Wasn't oh, Mark shit. Anthony part of Menudo? Right. No, he was not. Well, Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Are you? He, yeah, he was just married to J-Lo. I know he was married to J-Lo. He was just married to J-Lo. Well, don't you guys do, like, boy band costumes and shit? That's why Steve is a boy band. What is happening? Do I not look like a part of a boy band right now? Why am I talking to the Michael or talking about this? Yeah, I love the Julio house. Let's not make fun of the tire fake Oh, this is a change of a tire fake Ronda Rousey loves the Julio house. He just had a Hey, what's going on the sidebar here? Easy does it, Alberti. It was Josh. Josh Bishop. Whoa, I I got blamed for a lot of things. You got blamed for a lot of things. Uh, I can't believe Thorne lets, it, lets this go on this long. Thorne! He, he does down. it, but he Pedro! left to go to the bathroom. And it's Pedro, very Pedro, come on the podcast. Pedro, the best fucking podcast. Pedro! 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 Listen, yeah. in honor of, I don't know if, Speaking I don't know. of the magic, I don't know Pedro's real name. Yeah, I and do. I don't want to know it. Nope, Me neither. I'm, on, I'm not going to tell it to you. And I've uh, known him for a lot of people six years. that are here won't necessarily be there next week. Hey, but um, What's hello. next week? Next week we are, are going to be a part of again a lot of the AIW bro? crew is is uh, tagging into the gathering of the Juggalos. Oh shit! Oh, I will not be there. JCW. Smartest thing I've ever so, done. So Pedro, wait, Pedro, where are you going? Get back here. For Pedro, Pedro. One, one time, can we get a woo woo for Pedro? Woo-woo. One also, time, can we get also, Pedro as the ring announcer again? Pedro, <laughs> what is, since you've been quote unquote retired, what is a juggle? What is, please come back. What has been the most challenging back. match that you've had to put together from a physical standpoint? Absolution 15 in total was the most exhausted I have ever been after a show ever. I sat sat in my truck. I live less than five minutes from the Tadwar. I legitimately sat in my truck for 10 minutes just because I didn't have the energy to start the engine of my truck. And it's a push button start. (laughs) Yeah, you made me. Why? Why? Wait, 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 hold on. Yep, Pedro, Pedro, question. Pedro made me carry my own throne back to his truck <laughs> oh. after absolution. How how defeating is that? Beggars can't be choosers, Duke. But it, I mean the awesome of the entrance, and then it's just like, yeah, carry that, carry that back. <laughs> All right. He can does we a, just acknowledge a lot for us. Duke. Duke. Just, oh, Derek Dillinger. Yeah, I'm tagged in. Can we Number just two, Derek the, Dillinger. Ooh. Second place. Ooh. <laughs> I'm seeing two that, people in between intense, right now. That intense championships now vacant. Ooh. Okay, um, can, can we just acknowledge <laughs> Pedro real fast um, for making a door that is undes- indestructible? That 3D. Oh, the shark door? No, oh, the, the shark AIW, AIW 3D door. AIW 3D door. That AIW 3D door, I saw it under I'm the I'm going to be paralyzed. Today. Still not broken. Nobody pulled it out today? I saw it under there, and no. I go, nope, not grabbing that well, one. <laughs> I'm going to cash in on the Lloyds of London's with that one. It's, it's like probably, a fucking Rick Reuter. Probably some people pulled it out today, but not the door. Um, anyway, Steve, come on. It out oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ahoy, Mikey Montgomery almost pulled it out today accidentally. Uh, anyway, so moving on. What a pervert. Uh, 
Well, Pedro's over there now. I can't ask him any more Steve questions. Takes, takes a few weeks well, off. He turns. Well, who we burying, Pedro? Duke. Duke. You. Pedro. Who we burying? Duke. Hates Whose number do you who got? We we can call? Duke obviously doesn't get enough attention. That's true. That's, That's true. true. No, he'll yeah, uh, be here. I'm back, Pedro. No, wait, so, wait, Pedro, you're part of this. Pedro and I had a discussion today. Enough. We were talking about like uh, an absolution access or all these things. And one of the things Pedro, believe it or not, Duke wanted to do was if it was here or somewhere else in the future, and we, we built like an access, so to speak, thing, was he wanted to bring the Duke throne yeah. for people to take their picture upon. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, that would have been a great Would have been cool. What? But then I would have had to carry it back somewhere, and I don't want to do that. But let's, Pedro, how you were the mastermind behind it, how long did it take to build it? How did you even come up with this friggin' idea? Because it's the Duke, why would you even come up with that idea, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, Steve Kelly. Well, actually, the idea for the throne was thought back years ago. I can't remember who it was we were gonna build a throne for, so the, well, the idea was already in my head, it just needed to be built. So not the Duke. Well, no, and, but the, the, for me. the what people don't know at the shrine, maybe you know this or not, I don't know, people that aren't in the back, they actually have a throne in the back. What? That is a... Yeah, they do. It's do. like... You've oh, seen that it, one? Right? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. I've seen it. It's like six foot tall. It's got a huge back on it. And it is a... It's felt padding or whatever. It is a throne. It's legitimately hundreds of years old because yeah. the secretary at the Tadmore told me it's hundreds and of I years old. And I told Thorne, I go, what I'd really like to do is get like a big piece of plywood and put that throne on it and walk out. And I'm like, but I know we can't do it. And so then in the group chat, Thorne's like, hold on a second. And, and it was I think it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. And he screenshots Pedro's like, yeah, we could do that. We got to do this, that, and the other thing. And then like two hours later, picture you and your wife at Home Depot. Yes. With, with, the with wood. And then that yeah, day, Pedro's that wife. Night, it, was, it, was, it was done. With Pedro and his wife, there would be wood involved. Well, yeah, He's Pedro a handsome man. Pedro is a man of many hats, and then when he starts a project, it's done within, and then he put, within and three then he, hours. And then he put infinity stones. I did. I, there was an Easter egg on there. There was infinity right. stones on the throne, yes. Yeah. I have a question. Do you think they're just going to turn the lights on and like that'll be the cue, or just going to let us go as long no, as they don't we care. want here? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm also surprised that John Thorne has not uh, came back yet. That's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think Thorne's here anymore. I think he left. I actually think he's, he's gone. gone. He said something about the best <laughs> burger in the world. Just go. Like, just do whatever you want. He went even here. For the world's best burger. Uh, oh, yeah, the he's beating the rush for the sure. Pedro, when you did the Easter egg of the Infinity oh, Stones. Are we still doing this? Okay. Um, I'm going to have a seat here. Is that. You don't want the you don't want the lounge chair. All right. Did Are you, you me my fat butt? When you did when you this. did that, is it because you felt like the Duke is the Thanos of AIW? Honest, well, can, Duke, can I tell the story? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah Duke, tell, right. tell it. No, I actually did it for Duke because I know Duke goes to the San Diego Comic Con usually every year, and I thought Duke would get a big kick out of seeing the Infinity Stones on his throne. It was just an Easter egg for Duke, and yeah, it was badass. Yeah. You loved it. Yeah, you're a big fan. It, I'm a big fan. It, it uh, warmed your heart because you missed the San Diego Comic Con this year. I did miss it this year, and I was a little disappointed, but it was. Logistics with the kid, the guy that usually gets his tickets has young children and they don't have vaccines yet, and he's super, super duper afraid of COVID, and he didn't want to get. Was that the first year that you missed San Diego Comic Con? No, I missed it in. I missed it in fifteen or sixteen. I can't remember which one. For AIW. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. It was uh, ten. I think it was. 
I think it might have been Absolution 10. Absolute 10? Yeah. At the, the uh, place that had no air conditioning whatsoever so and everybody sweat their balls 15, off? 15, I think. There is a fan question for you, Duke. There is a fan question for yeah. you. I heard. Oh, somebody, somebody asked. Daryl no, Dills, you're a man of the fans. I do not. I, I, just, I like going to the panels. That's my thing. I go listen to everybody talk about the shows. And question from the audience? What's, yeah. Duke occasionally um, cosplays Hawk Hogan, though. Question from the audience? Yes. Um, Duke, do you think you are responsible for the COVID-19 pandemic <laughs> because of the Duke driver that you gave me at UXWA? I, I also think that oh, not, it started a pa global pandemic I thought, and shut down a wrestling company. I thought You it, shut down I, an entire world. I thought it was because then when I hit you with it at the Cybernetico, that was supposed to reverse everything. Yeah, but you did. Work. Actually, we're good. We beat it. So we know. beat it. We're all vaxxed up, right? Yeah. Also, the, also the vaccine. Also, the luncheon we had at yeah. the Longhorn. Can we get a, a yippee for the luncheon we had at the vax, Longhorn? Vax, yeah. vax, vax, vax. Yeah. If you ain't vaxxed, you're um. whack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Moderated swords just killing time right now. Uh, so Derek Dillinger is sitting here, and Joshua like? Bishop. Oh, what? Question, for Derek. question for Derek from What's the Duke. What's it like to finish second in everything you do? Oh, heel Except on the yeah. heel on heel crime, baby. That's very true. That's very true. Heel on heel crime. Ascension against tag partners. That would never happen with me and Wes. Also, <laughs> me and Duke aren't tag, tag partners. partners. I hate this guy. Well, you guys yeah. have teamed up multiple times. And you lost to us. I don't know. I, I, wait, multiple, wait, wait, no, let me rephrase. Wait, 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 you guys have teamed up no, multiple no, no, no. times. You guys have teamed no, up multiple Duke times. Duke failed the wellness policy, so yeah. the athletic commission reversed it. You teamed up multiple times in AIW. I have no idea what you do outside of these realms. That's on you. Duke, how many wellness violations there, do you have? How many wellness violations? <laughs> yeah. 17. <laughs> 17 wellness violations. Yeah. That's, you know, three less Duke, than... Duke's on PEDs. Current champion. Anyway, uh... He's got the Barry Bonds. How does how does this teamwork even happen though between Derek Dillinger and the Duke? My very first wrestling match ever was against the Duke. That really? Sucks. Did you win or lose? He beat his ass. He beat me up. The Duke did beat you take your the ass. Duke driver? I did. I did. did you? Yeah. Did I have it back Probably then? started the recession. I didn't know I had it back then. I did, the Duke says I didn't know Josh. I had the Duke driver back oh, then. Gosh. You want to know what superpower I'm going to steal? What? Steal the, the Duke, Duke driver. driver. <laughs> you should have. You need more superpowers. Real lack wait, of them man, in that I fucking match at Abso. <laughs> I told Duke I was going to do it, and he goes, I'm going to hit the, hit the ring. I'm going to hit the ring and shut this whole fucking show down if you do that. That's not happening. I love getting there with the Duke. In the company. Yeah, put me down. Actually, so, I've been in the hospital for multiple weeks because of it. In and out, physical therapy. Yeah. You've been in? You yeah. Have? My entire spinal cord's compressed. From the Duke driver? Yeah. That's crazy. That. At the Cybernetica. What was that, May? That yeah. was in May. That's yeah, why it, was, it was literally May 5th. Cinco de Cybernetica. That's what we named it after. Uh, so May so what's going on now? Are you guys you guys pals or uh, I mean, I Duke him, and Derek? I helped win tonight because I felt he needed it. But Wow. Not because you hated Wes Barkley. You just felt like Derek well, needed too. it? or A little bit of little both? You got some heat with Maserati? You didn't know? Do you not, not pay attention to your tag team partner in the AIW shows? <laughs> I've been a little preoccupied. A little selfish. A little selfish, bro. I'm a little preoccupied. Where's Maserati? What is your heat? He's sleepy. You know he's sleepy. Oh. It's a dark episode. I'm gotta sleeping. Go. I'm sorry. Bro. Sorry, I hate you. No, it's on me. I sleepy go. time number two. That's on me. Sorry, uh, so, Duke, what's your heat sorry, with Maserati West Barkley? He's just a punk. Hey, next time on the live punk. one. 
Hey. Whoa! He, only I can fucking bury him because he's my brother, I, my real life Duke's brother. Duke's gonna beat him so bad he's gonna become a stepdad. First of all, if you fucking <laughs> look at me one more time, I'm gonna drop you on that stack of dimes you call a neck, brother. One more time. All oh right? shit! He's looking at you, Derek. He's talking to you. He's talking huh? to you. Wait, hey, wait. Duke, can we? Can you rephrase that? I'll knock the fucking little bit of hair you got left on that head off. <laughs> wow! If you fucking I, I, look I, at me I one more time today, with so a couple fucking fish. That was very intense from the intense icon. Yeah. But can you? Can you bust yourself open again? Yeah, I might right now. Why? Can you just, Josh? Can you just do it again? Because you said stack of dimes, but this is that stack the birth- of dimes. You call it neck, boy. This is the birthday of Chandler Biggins. What? And there was a very famous podcast uh, that we did of the card is going to change, in which we're recording right now, uh, where we talk about Doing Chandler Biggins carrying a sock of quarters. What? To quarters? knock out Tom Dunn. So if Wait. you want to replace quarters. dimes with quarters. To knock out Derek Dillinger, I would You're love that. Talking to me, yeah. He's talking to you. No, he First called all, you a stack Steve, of dimes, bro. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't you, do you want to listen to the podcast? No. You don't. Let me let me let me I'm give you some history here. No. Here's what happened. At one point in time, there was some wrestling rivalry happening in Cleveland. Let's wrap and it up. Shout Thorn, out to the AIW students. Thorne and Biggins out. were going what? to a show. Thorne and Biggins were going to what? a show. Listen. What? Thorne and Biggins were going to a show. What? Tom Dunn was there. Tom what? Dunn and Chandler Biggins had heat. What? Chandler Biggins what? had a sock full of quarters. What? Because he thought that Tom Dunn was going to try to fight him. What? And it was Chandler Biggins' plan what? to just knock Tom Dunn the fuck out with a sock of quarters. What? So. Really added to that story. I guess the question what? is. Yeah. I don't think anyone gives a fuck about that story. Josh. I'm so everybody confused. cares about Chandler Biggins on the yeah, bro. Everyone does. You're in the story. Josh Bishop, if given the chance, I guess here's the question. If what given the chance, would you would you boy? knock Derek Dillinger out with a sack full of quarters? No. Come on, man. I knocked, I knocked him out with a barbed wire two by four. <laughs> change clothes. He's going to stay in that for the rest of the day. I'm going to hit the club like Wait, this tonight. shorts on? No. No, he's not wearing pants. <laughs> trunks. He's still wearing his trunks. Derek Dillinger laughing because he thinks that the fanny pack is covering up. My cock. Not yeah, non-existent is what hey, Derek Dillinger said. We're, we're getting we're getting the wrap Why it up. Why are you putting sign. words in my mouth? We're getting. Hey, from who? I'm sorry. Pedro. Who's saying wrap it up? We're Pedro. getting the wrap it up oh, sign. Pedro said, "All right, then we're." We're getting the wrap it up sign, which is something that Josh Bishop not familiar with. It turns out. Yeah, because do you hear the fucking reaction when I'm in the ring, Steve? Yeah. Well, uh, Joshua you Bishop. Never hear a couple grown ass man shit. Joshua Bishop. Sure. True or false? True or false, Joshua Bishop? True or false, Joshua Bishop? You didn't understand that menopause happens way after the age of 35 for women. Okay. We gotta wrap it up, we gotta cut it, and we gotta go because the great folks, the great folks here at Great Lakes Wrestling Fest are Dominic Greeny chiming in. Dominic Greeny chiming in. I love everybody here. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, as my dad once told me. All it's right. a perfect way to do it. Everybody, for uh, Dominic Garini, Joshua Bishop, The Duke, Derek Dillinger, Bill Fonzie Alfonso, John Thorne, John Thorne uh, Ronnie Two Legs, Ultramantis Black. He was not on the podcast. Leonard Off My name is Steve Guy. Uh, yes. Joe Sposo chimed in. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you whenever you listen to us on AIW's The Car Is Going to Change. Keep it sleazy. Thanks. Keep it sleazy. Thanks.